Welcome to StockInvest.us podcast. StockInvest.us is a research service that provides financial data and technical analysis of stocks. All users should speak with their financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. Users should not base their investment decision upon StockInvest.us. References to any specific securities do not constitute an offer to buy or sell the securities. By using this information, you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions. For more information, please visit StockInvest.us. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for week 21. As usual, it's me, Jim, one of the stock uh, co-founders of StockInvest.us speaking. I'll do as I've done in the previous podcast. I will give a bit of forecast what I believe about the week ahead of us. Uh, and I will dive into a few stocks, give my evaluation, my thoughts, do some technical analysis of a few stocks. Uh, and hopefully, just hopefully, I will manage to teach you something new, something that will help you in your trading. As I mentioned before, uh, some of the secret is increase your gains, reduce your losses. Uh, manage this and you'll do quite much better. One of the indicators that I will speak a bit about today is the relative strength index. We'll get back to it. But first, we will just have a quick look at the week we just left. Last week, I said that uh, several of the horse indicators indexes were uh, too high. It, uh, I mentioned the moving average, 35 horse index. Was um, overbought. Uh, and even pivot points were pivot point horse was uh, way too high, indicating uh, a weak week. These same indicators, which is just a way of measuring the temperature of the market. In our case, we um, analyze 11,500 stocks uh, and sum all of them up, getting these different indicators. The moving average 35 horse index is still very high, indicating that the one, the one to three weeks ahead of us most likely not will be very green. Should, uh, by all means, towards more towards than the red uh, against the green. But again, uh, several other indicators um, look a bit better, like moving average seven. Uh, even pivot horse is a bit better than uh, last week. So uh, the, to sum it up, um, I expect, based on horse indexes, I expect the next three weeks uh, to be a slightly red, falling in the, into the red direction. Uh, but markets is strong, way stronger than I thought. Another very important indicator is the market liquidity, how much trading there actually is. And we can see a uh, slight falling trend into the volume, meaning that the interest for the stock market as such is slowly falling back. Another sign uh, saying, at least to me, that we probably are heading into more red territory. So um, that was uh, a bit about uh, last week. And uh, as I said, uh, for this week, I expect it to be a slight slide red uh, and these things are quite important uh, when you assess the stocks you are going to buy 
uh, how you expect them to develop because if you're heading into a very red market uh, most likely it will put a huge toll on everything if you expect the market to be very good uh, most stocks should do good um, so your risk evaluation should you trade into a red market uh, should you put all your capital in uh, in work should you reduce your risk uh, these are good things to think about. Uh, as I said, I expect a slight red week. Um, and even for next three weeks, I expect slight uh, red week. So personally, I'm reducing my risk a bit according to these expectations. If we uh, start uh, first with the, the relative strength index, it's a very nice um, indicator, which I like uh, a lot. Relative in, uh, strength index is a very simple tool. It simply just measures how many days of upturn against uh, downturn, and you uh, choose a period either 14, uh, 14 days or 21 is the most common. You, you can choose anything. If there is uh, more than 70% uh, green days, you will have a, have a overbought stocks, and if it's less than 30, you will have a, a oversold stock. This, um, this is the common technical rules, the 3070. Uh, but uh, our company, we did a lot of tests uh, last year uh, because each stock is kind of an individual uh, individ by itself, uh, have a different trading pattern, etc. And running uh, several tests, uh, it turns out that some stocks have a very high tolerance uh, and some don't. So... We use a dynamic uh, relative strength index. So some stocks will actually not be overbought before hitting 80, some even 90, uh, but the average is around 70. So how can we use uh, this tool? Uh, if you look at overbought, uh, simply means that uh, it's too negative. It's been sold, 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 and usually you get the reaction back up. This... Um, oversold was so typical in the end uh, of the first real huge fall because almost every single stock was heavily oversold on the relative strength index in our chart this is marked as a green into the price line and uh, if we look um, at the list now which stocks are um, oversold we see that uh, the industry sector uh, have several stocks. Uh, there are some stocks even in the healthcare, uh, and the, of course, oil and gas sector have several. Uh, the consolidated um, Edison Inc. is um, oversold uh, on the RSI. Uh, stock is just roughly around 70 but there is really no huge trading range because there's a lot of accumulated volume just above uh, so just trading on a low oversold on RSI by itself is not a good you should look um, at the stock trying to fight the stock which is in a falling trend is usually not a good idea um, if there is good support below combined with little resistance above the relative strength index trading just on this indicator alone is um, often a good choice. I do it myself. Uh, we have um, Altisource uh, Residential Corporation. It's heavily oversold. 
but with very little support uh, under today's level, it's at uh, roughly around six dollar, six oh five to be precisely. Uh, in the very bottom of a falling trend, and usually uh, when you are in the bottom of a trend, it's indicated an upturn. Uh, I, I would not consider it a very good uh, buying candidate just because it's in a falling trend. But it's oversold. The volume is peaking up a bit, the general volume. Um, and there could be a slight trading range there in my world. The most secure trading range is probably between 6 and 680 or something, leaving a 10%. But it could go uh, way higher. Uh, some of the pharmaceutical companies had a, a big uh, hit. But again, they have a lot of resistance above, so not making it good buying options. So, um, on the other hand, if you're a shorter, you can use uh, overbought stocks. Try to time your trading. As I said in previous podcasts, that you should use uh, fundamental for your long-term uh, strategy. Find stocks based on fundamental news, values, etc. And use technical analysis for your uh, stock picking your timing of the stock so um, that's a relative strength index if you use our page stockinvest.us you can see this very simply we color our price line red if it's overbought you will see the price line being colored red if it's oversold it's uh, green good uh, indicator use a few other things uh, Check the accumulated volume because if there is a lot of accumulated volume just above the price, um, it will face a lot of resistance, making a move hard. A perfect candidate is a perfect relative strength index candidate. Is a candidate that is oversold. Um, it is in the bottom of a trend, preferably a rising trend, could be a horizontal trend, even a, a, a negative trend, but be very careful about negative trends. But it's in the bottom of the trend, the volume has been increasing, so you have a divergence against the volume because volume should follow the price. If the price go up, the volume should go up and vice versa. So, But if you have a relative strength index uh, case, stock is falling, 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 and you get this uh, volume peak at the bottom, it's often an indication of a forthcoming turn, uh, divergence. Uh, so bottom of the trend, uh, a peak in the volume, and little resistance above, preferably a horizontal or a rising trend. Uh, and you can do, do very well on this uh, indicator itself. Last week, uh, I spoke about a uh, few companies. Um, and uh, one of these companies was uh, Diffusion Pharmaceuticals. Um, and as I uh, said in uh, all po podcasts where I mentioned this, I have shares here myself, so I'm kind of biased. You should take that into consideration, whether it's me or any other uh, broker or advisor or whatever it is. Uh, uh, in this case, there is a self-interest conflict. Um, I bought um, uh, Diffusion Pharmaceuticals at uh, 44. I picked up at 44, later even more at 51. And last week was just tremendous. Doing um, uh, 3x, moving all the way up, uh, ended Friday on 135, but it was as high as 157 or something. 
And if we look at the if we look at this stock, um, it's highly overbought on the same relative strength index that I just mentioned. If you look at our chart, you will see it's uh, colored red, indicating that it's overbought, and the the risk is of course higher. Uh, and and this is uh, kind of natural. The volume is following the stock. It's a very good sign. Um, if you look um, back to March, uh, the end of March, beginning of, beginning of April, the stock did a high move on higher volume than today. So it can still go higher. The volume is the average smoothed volume um, still have uh, some more uh, to go. So the risk is high. The volume is indicated that this stock will push higher. Uh, but if you're trading it, um, you have to make sure to have a stop loss because the risk is uh, tremendous. There is no real support before uh, the $1 range, leaving uh, more than 30% uh, fall uh, on the bad day. And that may very well happen um, tomorrow on Monday. Uh, and the... Um, Later, there is some support around 85, but there is really no good support before the 0.6 uh, range between uh, 0 0.5, 0 0.6. So highly, highly risk. Um, but there are several indicators to me that indicating that this stock will push higher. And even with a small setback, it could be very interesting. But come again, I have, my, I have a personal interest in this share. I'm trading it. Uh, so you should be careful um, about what you do. If you are not invested, um, the best idea may be to wait for a better um, entrance level with less risk. By that, I mean that the stock uh, do a short pullback. Uh, and I cannot say for sure where it is, if it will go back to the $1 range. What I know for sure is that the, the reason this stock is trading up is um, it is providing uh, is a comp biotech company that um, deals with oxygen transport in the blood, uh, and they have applied the FDA for a speed up license to do uh, human trials uh, on their technology uh, in combination with uh, COVID. And this is just pushing. They are waiting uh, for this approval, and the expectation is that they will get it. And this is just pushing the stock up. Uh, I will not be surprised if this move uh, five times more. Uh, because if it get licensed um, for the approval, approved for the, the the testing phase, the idea is that there could be a lot of money into this. But penny stock is penny stock, and um, it uh, moves very hard. I spoke about the uh, cruise line. Uh, I mentioned the Norwegian cruise line uh, last time. And I said that uh, the the Royal Caribbean was probably a better bet uh, than the Norwegian Cruise Line because of the risk. The stock uh, did not; uh, it was more or less. It fell for a few days and moved up the last two days. Uh, volume is falling, uh, and uh, currently, I said, I think maybe two three podcasts ago, I said that it could be a, a good pickup candidate around the ten dollar range. Uh, and right now it is uh, just around 10, 10.92. It's uh, uh, between 10 and 11, been trading the last few days around 10.11. But uh, 
it is very very um, high risk and I still like uh, last week I consider the Royal Caribbean to be a much better bet in this case uh, some more support under today's level uh, but still neither Norwegian Cruise Line or Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines um, they don't indicate any real fast moves there is too much resistance above today's level uh, the volume is falling back so it's indicated still more slow movements uh, I would say for Royal Caribbean Cruise Line it's indicated to move somewhere between 30 and 50 maybe for the next three weeks uh, the, the real fun will start when it trades above 50. I uh, mentioned uh, United States oil. Uh, we can tell from our page that there's a huge interest for this stock. Uh, and um, I've been mentioning it uh, several times because I think it's very interesting. And uh, now it's even more interesting than ever before. The reason for this is it's uh, currently traded at 22.39 and it's just hit the level. It broke the falling trend, which is a very good sign. Uh, and right now there is zero resistance before 30, uh, leaving a $7, $8 trading range, uh, which, is, which is very, very good. Um, so to me, it smells... Um, Actually, uh, the forthcoming week smells 30% uh, gain. Um, uh, as it seems to me that it will do uh, some rapid movements up towards 30, maybe as high as uh, 33, 34. Uh, then it could turn back. The, the picture, the short-term picture is very good. The medium-term picture is very good. Uh, the long term is still uh, still too hard to say, but as I said, I believe oil will do a rebound as markets slowly now are getting back to normal again. The, by markets, I mean the the oil consumption markets, the cars, uh, flights starting to go up, even um, shipping traffic is increasing again. At the same time, OPEC, other countries, they cut down their productions. So there will be, at some point, there will be a small crash between demand and supply, which will, in my world, push the, the oil prices up. And uh, we will see oil stocks doing very well. I have uh, positioned myself into oil stocks. Uh, um, and the United States oil is uh, for sure, for sure, one of the candidates that I'm really uh, following on. Um, and as I said, no resistance above today's level before the $30 uh, dollar range make it very interesting for short-term pick. I um, spoke about several other stocks. Uh, I mentioned Netflix. And I said uh, for some time that I don't believe Netflix will uh, do very good, I think maybe... Four or five weeks ago, I was very bullish to Netflix uh, during uh, the uh, the Corona crisis, the, the heavy crisis, um, and been very bullish to it uh, until the last two weeks, where I said that the stock probably will go more sideways. Um, right now, um, it has been moving sideways for two weeks. Uh, it was already back in 
around April 15, that's a month ago, it was at 440, uh, and it's been trading between 400 and 440 for the better part of uh, four weeks. Uh, but no, uh, last week, uh, on the very last day, it broke up to 459, and with no resistance about today's level. Being in a rising trend, uh, the stock looks uh, better. Uh, I might be very, very wrong in my assumption that uh, the sideman movements, because breaking up uh, above 440 makes 440 a support level. Um, and if the stock just fall back, it will have lots and lots of support in the range uh, 400, 440, making it uh, in the risk reward, making it very attractive. So from being uh, on slight uh, negative um, around hold, I would now say that uh, Netflix is uh, actually more interesting than it's been in the last four weeks. I did a, a, a short talk about uh, Tesla. I said that uh, the question I asked last week, would it head up for... Uh, trying to reach um, all-time high or uh, fall back. Uh, and during the week, uh, Tesla fall slightly from um, 819 till around 800. Uh, but it is in uh, a good rising trend. What, the one thing I really like uh, is that the volume did fall uh, more or less all last week. Stock was also falling uh, all last week. To me, this indicate that at any time now, um, interest might come back. I will be very, very surprised if Tesla don't do good this week. Uh, then it has to be some market conditions pushing it down because volume is now on very, very low. Stock hardly moved down, just a fraction, which means that as interest will return because this goes in waves uh, and uh, as interest returns, it should push quite uh, hard, quite fast. So I expect much from Tesla in the following, uh, in the following, this following week, and maybe even into the the week after. Uh, there is uh, one more stock, um, the FTF um, ETF, uh, which we had lots and lots of visits on the the Gush. Uh, and uh, this is, it's very, very hard to say uh, what to expect uh, from it. The volume is falling back, uh, trading roughly around 31. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very hard, it's very hard to say. I, I don't expect uh, very much um, if anything, maybe a uh, slight fall for the week ahead of us. Uh, there are um, buy signals from a short term, uh, short term moving average. Our system found the pivot bottom at uh, 30.6, indicating that it could go up to the 38, 39 range uh, before hitting a new automatic. But I, I really don't expect. Um, any fast, uh, really, really fast movements. So these uh, 
these are uh, some of the stocks uh, that you can uh, have a look into uh, trading. The Microsoft stock uh, also mentioned a few times um, is kind of like uh, Netflix. Didn't do very well last week. It fall from a top around 186 and is currently traded uh, roughly around 183. But stock is moving up on the last few days on, on rising volume. Uh, the, the problem is uh, the previous uh, high at 186 uh, indicating that it should move more horizontal. Lots of support around 160. So the trading range is still 160, 190. Uh, above uh, 190, uh, it becomes uh, more interesting as there is less resistance. So this is uh, this is uh, week 21, expecting a slight red week. Uh, I have a, a very good feeling for United States oil. Uh, Diffusion pharmaceutical still looks very interesting, but way too high risk. And as mentioned so many times already in this podcast, I'm personally invested into it. It makes me very biased. Netflix looking good. Uh, Tesla looking uh, also looking very interesting. There is a reason why I picked this stock uh, last week and why I still keep talking about them. For the last few minutes of this podcast, I will just try to give you some general advices uh, for the learning process uh, and uh, as mentioned so many times before the stop loss in a company like diffusion pharmaceuticals let it run as long as it run if you if you have a decent good broker you will have some called uh, trailing stop loss which you just set a percent level for your stop loss. Let, let's say that uh, we take uh, diffusion pharmaceutical it's highly volatile so you should have enough uh, you should have enough gap on your stop loss uh, to cover the intraday changes um, hard to say personally because I already made so much on it I have it at 20% uh, I've been on since uh, 0.44 it's already 135 so I can afford to lose a lot uh, to still ride the ride uh, but the trading stop loss just works like as the stock goes up the stock loss uh, the stop loss moves up by itself it follows the stock upwards and it follows by the percentage that you define uh, in your stop loss right now i run uh, 20% on uh, on dfn because it moves uh, it's high volatility during day it moves a lot during day and i don't want it to be sold by uh, a slight gap and um, as the stock rises this stop loss just get up and who knows maybe it will tank tomorrow fall down my stop loss will uh, cut um, uh, cut in but i will have a huge huge profit on it if i'm very lucky the stock will just continue upwards and i will be on the right and as i mentioned very very early in this podcast uh, the, the, the game is all about uh, increase your gains and reduce your losses and especially uh, for the last uh, two minutes, um, cut your losses. How to cut your losses? You will do bad investments. Uh, personally, I expect uh, every two or three trades to go 
sideways or bad that I have to cut them off. Only I expect only one to do real good, but I'll know it will cover. Usually, um, if I trade um, industrial stocks or solid stocks, I have a stop loss around five percent, five six percent, depending. So that's where I cut my losses. Uh, if the trade is not moving my way, it it simply just cut and I will move into it. But I hit the runners. I've uh, been uh, either lucky or skilled last uh, few months, but doing very good uh, in this uh, Corona period. Uh, hitting the gain is really going, 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 going. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's a part of it. Just stay with the runners and cut uh, your losers short. You can always uh, reinvest if you find it. And uh, the, the very uh, other good tip for you to um, increase your gains, reduce your losses is try to use red days for your buying and green days for your selling. May sound uh, silly or obvious, but usually, most usually, people sell on red days because they are scared. You know, you see your stock start falling, so you just sell you. You don't want to ride, ride, uh, ride, uh, ride along. And uh, selling on green days, uh, if you want to move to another stock, for some reason, sell on green days and buy on the red days. If you have liquids waiting to be put into the market, wait for a good red day because usually that will increase your chances for a very short-term profit. So uh, that was... Uh, the forecast for week 21, uh, I hope will be a good week. I'm kind of skeptical, think it will be horizontal or uh, slight red. And for the next three weeks, I expect more red than, than green. That That's for sure. But I hope the very best and I hope you will have a, a successful week. Um, good trades and uh, I just simply wish you the very best.